0: Hey, welcome to Who Knew It with Matt Stewart. And uh, this is not Matt Stewart. This is Seren Mana.
1: We're in Sydney. We're about to be in Brisbane. We're doing live Who Knew It with Matt Stewart's in both those cities. And we're also doing our stand-up shows, uh, Dry Dryer. Is that right?
0: That is correct. Uh, Who Knew It's with Matt Stewart's and also Dry Dry in Sydney at the Manning Bar and in Brisbane at the beautiful Powerhouse.
1: Oh, so good. And we're, you're doing the Who Knew It's at the Chippo and at the Good Chat Comedy. Anyway, we'd love to see you there. It'd be fantastic.
2: Plushcare.com/slash/weight-loss.
1: Welcome to Who Knew with Matt Stewart, the show where the guests write the wrong answers. I'm the titular Matt Stewart, and you may know our first guest from the Great Australian Bake Off, Good News Week, the Project Melbourne Comedy Festival galas, or a brand new podcast. I'm the worst. It's Claire Hooper.
3: Only
4: one of those is current. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, you know, you, you can't
2: no, currently you be- still, like, How could, could you currently be doing it. all those things? Yeah, you couldn't I know, currently be, be on the project, you know? Exactly. You'd just be appearing in a segment and you no, can't do I that. but I do
4: have a glorious CV.
1: You really true. do. Uh, yeah. I mean, these are just some of the greatest just- hits. <laughs> but obviously, you're peaking now with the I'm the worst podcast. Do you know
4: what? I, I bet people listening to this are most likely to know me from who knew it with Matt Stewart last time I was on. Like well, that yes. is the mm. most likely place they've heard me.
1: That's on another podcast. I'm sure they read that out when they read out your credits at the start. Yeah. You, you may know her from oh, that's Who how I Knew with Matt Stewart.
4: Every time I start and I'm the worst podcast, it's like I'm Claire Hooper from Who Knew It with Matt Stewart once.
0: <laughs> it's just going to be funny when you get to me and that is my actual only credit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you may know our second <laughs> guest <laughs> as a previous guest on Who Knew It with Matt Stewart, but also as the host of Good Tucker on SBS and his stand up special on the ABC. It's Saren Joyamana. Hello. Thanks for having me. Good to be back. Good to have you back. You were on the first ever episode. And the last. And now you're on the last ever episode. <laughs> the way this is going. Our third guest this week is one of the founders of Stupid Old Studios. He's also a writer for Sean McAuliffe's Mad as Hell and host of the Two in the Think Tank podcast. It's Alistair trombley Birchall. Thank you very much. I don't write for Sean anymore. Um, but that's well. But the that's, listeners don't know when this was recorded. That's true. This could we have been have, recorded six months ago. That's
2: right. Could have been recorded eight years ago. Yeah, exactly. That's right. You
1: were there for quite a while.
2: Yeah. It could have been anywhere in that eight-year period. This could be technically the first episode of who knew who knew it. <laughs> I'm just maybe I'm just holding it back. That's right. Like you are me. Yes.
4: Yeah. Do you do you miss mad as hell or were you?
2: Um, no I do I, I mean I miss it I think it was good to get to do other things I do miss it doing it and and it was also my most regular work and it was also nice to work on a show that was only pure comedy and all you had to focus on was comedy rather than having to do other little side things that are kind of like
4: I know what you're talking about but yeah Sean had this really specific comedy voice that mm. yours complemented really well. Like writing on that Thank show you. really suited you.
2: Yeah. It was very nice. And it was nice because Sean also made us feel good in that he was like, well, we get you guys on because you can write something that we don't feel like we necessarily could. So you're like the ideas that you try to write in their voice, but you're also bringing something that like that. And you're like, oh, well, that feels nice. You know, and yeah. so, um, it was good. It was a good time. He was great at manipulating you in it,
0: that w- way. Emotionally. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, Making me feel like I'm bigger than I am. Yeah. Now I see why this episode never gets released. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> the way the show works is I ask a relatively obscure trivia question and our contestants have to write a convincing fake answer. I then read their answers as well as the real one. And I have to guess which one is correct. Okay. Are we ready to play?
4: Yes. I'm, I'm
1: now ready yet. I ask that every week. I don't know why I do. It's like no one's ever going to say no. I should just start. Well, I wasn't ready. And then so that's why I didn't answer. Okay. First. I think yeah. maybe this will be the last time I asked that question. Are you ready to stop asking that question? Yes. <laughs> Here's the first question. It comes from Brandy Broyhill from Greensboro in North Carolina. And Brandy's question is What is a Gandhi dancer? What is a Gandhi dancer? And while they're writing their answers I'll explain how the scoring works So you get one point If your fake answer is guessed By the other contestant Or contestants And another point If you correctly guess the answer By the way I'm also playing as the house I've put in two of my own fake answers With the help of the question writers And I get a point For each one of those That our guests choose So each of us can score To three points per round Which seems fair But the probability Actually favours me The house And the house always wins though If you've listened to previous episodes You'll know that is nearly Never the case. Anyway, our questions come from our great Patreon supporters. And if you want to submit a question, sign up on any level via patreon.com slash on pod, which is linked in the show notes. The answers are in for question number one. Oh, my God. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm going to still answer that. <laughs> Here it is. What does gandy dancer mean? A green bean native to North America, which swings in the wind, resembling dancing legs. The term for an insect infected by the cordyceps fungus and no longer in control of its movements. A slang term for American railroad workers in the early 1800s. India's most popular drag queen. <laughs> Cockney slang for a shandy prancer, which is rhyming slang for someone who dances after having a little bit of a gander. <laughs> or the original title for Elton John's Tiny Dancer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. All
2: right. These, I mean, these all seem like they could be, though.
4: These <laughs> almost the- all seem like they could be the answer.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I suspect <laughs> yeah. maybe... Only one of them is though.
1: Yes. Oh, yes. Very, very good. You ever had around round? That's yet about as
0: confident as I am. <laughs> you ever
1: had a round where like all of them are right? I've slipped all of them in. I haven't, but maybe that's a great oh. idea. That's Only a fun one
4: idea. One
2: is, you know, and even people you ask them to write a real one. Yeah, write a real answer. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is
4: why Macaulay got you in. Yeah. Lateral thinking. I have a lot of
2: freaking ideas, <laughs> man. I'm <Yeah>. being
1: underused. <laughs> Hire me, goddamn what do you think, in Saran?
0: I can eliminate one. Is it the one that, that you, you wrote? wrote? Yeah. Yep. Oh, two. Sorry, I can <laughs> eliminate two. I wouldn't do it out loud, but <laughs> no, I, I don't. I'm, I don't reckon it's an Indian drag queen. Okay. Okay.
1: I like the insect one. All right. Uh, God, uh, insect infected by cordyceps fungus.
0: No, isn't there? A, there's two insects. One. There's one that's an insect that's flapping in the. Oh, that's, that's a, green, that's a bean. green bean. You've oh, merged
3: a green two bean.
1: together. Sorry. Yeah. An insect flapping <laughs> in the wind. But what is a green bean? It's a bean, yeah, and it's green, and
3: it's
4: green. Oh, you're thinking
1: of a bean insect?
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, I I think it's the green bean. wind. luck on that, Infor
2: Saran. I mean, I you know, Gandhi dancer. It does feel like a you know, like you know, like the kind of words that would come together for somebody who works on the railroad. You know, I'm not sure. (laughs) I mean, you I know you're trying to
1: you're trying to keep your your no. I I was I was thinking about I was just. Thinking about Claire's podcast, I'm the worst, which I know you shouldn't do Don't. whilst being on your own podcast, but it's just a very good podcast. What I always saying? think, I know, I'm, I'm always thinking about other podcasts when I'm <laughs> on a podcast, you know? That's yeah.
4: sometimes that's the only way you can orgasm. Yeah,
1: that's right. On that's a podcast. Right. Yeah. For me, that is definitely true. I nearly never orgasm on this podcast. Yeah. But I was yeah. just trying to think, I'm like, Geez, Al must have a lot of options for what he's the worst for, you know? That's what I was actually thinking. <laughs> How would he narrow it down if he was ever on? The I'm the worst podcast. So I, you know, anyway. And, uh,
2: no, no, no. I, a, a pol- an apologies for interrupting the flow of the podcast. But could you explain think, to me- I don't me, think it
4: was you. Could you explain <laughs> to me
2: the premise of I'm the worst?
4: Yeah, sure. It's um, where good people confess to bad things. Yeah,
2: right. Yeah, you've got a. I I mean, enough. I got a lot of bad things. I'm a yeah. bad guy, but- don't, sorry, don't let me. Yeah, you only
4: qualify for one half of the defining <laughs> yeah. statement of the podcast.
2: Oh, like as in the, the worst bit? Yeah. Rather nah, than the person not who true. hasn't.
4: You're a sweetheart.
2: Oh, that's okay. Thank if you. If you've got a, a naughty
4: story, story. I want I to hear know. it.
2: I don't even know if I do. I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm a bad guy, so you know, in many ways. I can think of a lot, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I'm just going to go to the railroad. Railroad? Lock that in.
4: Wow, that feels like a really nasty Term, doesn't it? candy dance. Yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: Could also be rhyming slang, I guess. Yeah, that's right.
4: Except the, for the rest of the rhyming could- slang solution. <laughs> like the, that was- Yeah. If If whoever wrote that one stopped- a rhyming slang <laughs> and put
3: a full stop there. <laughs> but where would be
1: the fun in that, yeah. I think?
4: And, yeah, you know, it wouldn't have been as fun. All right.
1: I mean, yeah, it was almost too ridiculous as Cockney sang for a shandy prancer. <laughs> <laughs> but that, it got more ridiculous somehow from there.
4: It's always really dull to choose the same answer as someone else, but I was I was on Green Bean team from the minute I heard that one. Nothing came close.
1: All right, locking that in for Claire. Here's who wrote the answers. Uh, the original title for Elton John's Tiny Dancer, that was the house. Uh, oh Cockney God. slang for a Shandy Prancer. That was Saran.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and what did Shandy Prancer
1: mean again? No. Uh, Shandy Prancer is rhyming slang <laughs> for someone who dances after having a little bit of a gander. <laughs> Which is gander even rhyming slang? What does gander Do just literally mean? a understand rhyming
0: slang?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Prancer and gander.
2: What? Yeah, yeah. I mean they they both end in an ER and I agree yeah. it's just it's just not a, a, a two syllable <laughs> run, you know.
0: Cockney slang doesn't have yeah, more rules than than that.
1: Uh, India's know. most popular drag queen, that was Claire Hooper. A green bean, native to North America? That was Alistair Trump by Birch. Congratulations,
4: oh. you got us both. Yeah.
1: Meaning so. Alistair was also correct, a slang term oh. for American railroad Oof. workers in the early 1800s. So wow. the full three points go to it's Al in round one. This is crazy. What the
0: what relevance does a Gandhi have in that?
1: Oh uh, you're
2: see, you're making the mistake of thinking that I knew the answer <laughs> okay. and that I I wasn't that is going the mistake at, I made, based yeah.
1: off of uh, ent- entirely off of vibe. <laughs> It's actually not known where it comes from, but it's um, they some think it's got an Irish or Gaelic origin and others think it just comes from this company called the Gandhi Shovel Company. Mm. But, yeah, and others, you know. Anyway, I'm going to tell listeners all about that shortly. But
4: I just want to flag how great I think it is that Alistair's doing, like, strong at the start because, as we know, that is his downfall. Yes.
1: As this often. is almost exactly... yeah. What you've done every time you've been on this show. I, I get real cocky now and now because I know I'm going to win now. You get out to <laughs> a lead and then you n- nearly don't score any points. That's true. For yeah, the yeah. rest.
0: I, am I- similar to how I I just start different. Yeah, yeah that's you good. start
1: different, but you end the same thing. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> <laughs> All
3: right,
1: question two comes from Pete Holberton from Melbourne. And Pete's question is, what nickname have scientists given the extinct Australian bird Dromornus planae? So that's its Latin name or whatever. But it's, they found fossils of a, of a bird in Australia with the name Dramornis plani, but its more common name was given to it by scientists. What is that? nickname the scientist gave this extinct Australian bird. While you're writing your answers, here's some more info on gandy dancers. According to a Wiki, the term has an uncertain origin. A majority of early northern railway workers were Irish, so an Irish or Gaelic derivation for the English term seems possible. Others have suggested that the term gandy dancer was coined to describe the movements of the workers themselves, i.e. the constant dancing motion of the track workers as they lunged against their tools in unison to nudge the rails, often timed by a chant. Or speculatively, as they waddled like ganders while running on the railroad ties. But most researchers have identified a Gandhi shovel company or variously Gandhi manufacturing company or Gandhi tool company reputed to have existed in Chicago as the source of the tools from which Gandhi dancers took their name. But others have cast doubt on the existence of such a company. The Chicago Historical Society has been asked for information on the company so many times that they have said, it's like a legend. But they have never been able to find a Gandhi company in their old records. So it's a mystery. It'd be great if you could we could start using it again for something different. Yeah, um, that'd be fantastic. You know? Maybe for say a grain bean in North America yeah. that swings in the wind.
2: Sure. Oh, you know, I mean, it would be great for some that kind of job. You know, instead of I've been working on the railroad, it could be like, you know, I've been working on the comedy scene all the live long day. Yeah, I've been Gandy dancing my ass off. Yeah, that's right. I'm a big Gan- Gan- old candy dancer, prancer. Um, Hold me closer. Charles Manser. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Rhyme slang. Sorry, is that's that Cockney Rhyme slang? It's all
2: Cockney. <laughs> It's a beautiful language, Cockney rhyming slang. Is it cock and then knee, like K N E? No. What? Cockney. Is it like that? No, that's that's rhyming slang.
1: (laughs) That's rhyming slang for Cockney. (laughs) See, this is why Sean McAuliffe loved working with (laughs) us. You just say that for everything. You say, this is why he loves.
0: (laughs) Thank,
2: (laughs) Thank you for all the work, Sean. Thank you. Sean's Can
0: i just say, listener, it's such eh? an honour to be here on the first ever episode. Chance? Who knew it with Matt Stewart? Well, we
1: haven't. We've got a lot of kinks to iron out. We'll do that as the months go on, but it's all a bit loose at this early stage. All right, the answer in for question number two: What nickname of scientist given the extinct Australian bird Dromornis planae? Emu extinctus? Dromana green bean? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Was that Jamana Greenbean? Dramana. <laughs> okay.
0: If I was going to put an answer in, why would I put my own surname? Well,
3: I don't know. I don't know.
0: Okay.
2: Your fingerprints are all over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> have you? have not, not
2: been
1: to Dramana on the. Victoria? I've never been. Okay. To your place. The flat billed fuck. The demon duck of doom. Rhonda Birdmore. Or plucker the dead duck. <laughs> <laughs> Plucker the Dead Duck.
4: <laughs> You're going to have to read them again.
1: Yes, please. Emu Extinctus, Dramana Greenbean, The billed Fuck, Demon Duck of Doom, Rhonda Birdmore, or Plucker the Dead Duck. <laughs>
0: mm. Two Did leggy you? leggy birds there. Oh, that's right. Ronda the Birdmore leggy Rhonda Birdmore, the, the Dramana Greenbean. I feel yeah. like I've seen like... Mm.
4: Sketches of the Dramana, and it's like emu-y Cassowary ish.
2: Okay, yeah, it? sure. I mean, and we can see know. from the answers that you know, there's an emu in there. There's a there's a reference to a a lady with long legs. This could be pointing us
1: to the direction that this is a long-legged bird. There's two ducks and a fuck. That's true. No, there is two ducks and a fuck. Yeah, okay,
4: there are two ducks and a fuck.
1: But yeah, you know. okay, yeah. Fuck. But yeah no, I th- I just assume. <laughs> Al, you're some sort of a scientist, right? That's were true, Were there yeah, yeah. any- Some sort, uh, one who is not a scientist. Pretty much all fossilized animals- <laughs> Yeah, are, have long are legs. Are huge. Are huge, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's probably what? amoeba or something. Absolutely <laughs> not,
4: there's heaps sure. of little fossils.
1: Yeah,
2: okay. but there's-
4: so, just so many.
2: But they're better for what they are. You know, like it was like a, there's like single cell organisms, but they're like big single, <laughs> single cell <laughs> organisms. You know, they're like
4: also they're like mobile phones getting smaller. Mm, all the exactly. time. Except yeah. eventually fossils will start getting bigger again. That's right.
2: That's right. Which is yeah, yeah what humans are doing. And then they'll get one that you can fold in half. <laughs> yeah. like with that, with one screen.
4: I've seen one of those fossils.
1: Yeah, ever so, has one. So you got emu, extinctus, Dromana green bean, the flat billed fuck, demon duck of doom, Rhonda Birdmore, or pluck of the dead duck. Ronda Birdmore, please. Locking that in for Saran. I'm also it's gonna,
0: too, I have, you have to pay it.
1: Mm. I'm also going to go around to Birdmore. Got to pay it, respect. You got <laughs> to. Because
2: the correct, a, perhaps. To the queen. I, yeah. I'm
4: trying to work out how good a sense of humour like fossil guys have.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, Al, I just, you're I just a scientist. gendered
4: them. I mean like fossil people. Fossil yeah. people. They yeah, are yeah. fossil. Yeah, you've, said, you've referenced people. him as a scientist a few times. Mm. but like, And scientists <laughs> do, do good jokes, don't they?
2: Uh, sometimes, mm. I think there's one, what's that one where they say, uh, why does a, why does a photon never, um, oh, this, never is, this is good, why, why, really why, good why does a fa- photon never have uh check-in luggage? Because, because <laughs> they're traveling light. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, I can put together I, what photon means but yeah. that, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I like
3: it. <laughs> I yeah.
1: know I know. Al's process for writing jokes is like maths. I learned that on another podcast, yeah, where, but I'm you th- probably, which I'm you thinking, about thinking about at the moment. Well, <laughs> uh, the Comedians Comedian podcast that Al was on one time. It, it, he it, talked it, about- it's Stu Goldsmith. Yeah, Did you get
4: to go on the Comedians Comedian? Really,
1: like a
2: long time ago. And it was just, he just happened to be in Australia and somebody happened to recommend he come to me in a 30 room- uh i used to perform room.
1: to thirty rooms.
2: Thirty yeah, I have a performance. <laughs> I know you guys might perform to seats, but I performed to rooms.
3: One per room.
2: yeah, and and uh and yeah, and it just happened to be there on a very good night. I think that's what happened. I mean don't diminish. I'm diminishing. I am diminishing I. that's
1: my whole I mean, thing. No,
4: I come on that I'm great episode everything too. you have to say about comedy. <laughs> Tell me more
1: photon jokes. Um <laughs> Uh, Claire, you're the only one yet to lock in.
4: I don't know. I'm like, I, uh, I'm thinking emu extinctus, but I'm like, is it too lame? Mm. I think, that, like, surely they can do better.
2: Yeah, maybe pick another one. <laughs>
4: <laughs> like the flat fuck? No.
1: <laughs> flat build fuck.
4: Flat build fuck. That's so weird.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> flat build fuck. Like the duck build platypus but the flat but the, okay all right i'm so sorry okay i can't remember enough of them i'll go emu extinctus
1: okay go with the first one like oh, that. well i mean i could read them out again if you like don't you
4: dare okay i'll lock that in
1: <laughs> here's who wrote the answers pluck of the dead duck that was the house
4: because oh. i was that was i was thinking of that one yeah good one house
1: <laughs> Green Greenbean, that was Seren. Oh! <laughs> I wish I did Joe Green Greenbean, though. That was staring me in the face. Oh, uh, the flat billed fuck, that was Alistair Trombo Birthday.
4: Oh, wait. Oh, See, I'm that's so why sorry. he was so
1: good on McAuliffe. Oh, yeah. That's the flat billed
4: <laughs> Sorry, what did you mean by that?
1: Hey, the flat billed fuck.
4: Just sounded funny.
2: Yeah, I thought it was a fu- it was a stupid thing to to, yeah. to suggest. Yeah. And
4: you're a scientist.
2: No, I'm not. I'm an engineer. But man, <laughs> why well, group those two together? That's right, man. They're it's, both boring. It, I mean, you know, <laughs> engineering is the application of science. Yeah, that's right. Which is yeah. That's probably why I group them together. That's right. Ointment makers and people who put on ointment. Mm. You consider them all ointment makers.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, why? That's right. That's Thanks fine. for putting it into terms my listeners understand. That's right. Yeah, yeah. big <laughs> ointment fanbase out there. <laughs> a big <laughs> rashy crowd. Yeah, oh, yeah. very rashy. <laughs> uh, then we have Emu Extinctus, Aww. which was written by Pete, aka the House, and Thanks, Pete he yeah. actually is like a rocket scientist. He's <gasps> he's a regular uh, See, writer into the show. So you've been you've been fooled by a very smart person.
4: Okay, all right.
1: Then we have. Rhonda Birdmore with Seren and Al went for that was Claire Hooper. Oh my gosh. I am really impressed. I like said you had to pay it respect that
2: to me Thanks so
4: much for us felt
2: exactly like a, a scientist, scientist joke. joke.
4: I've always wanted to be a scientist. I
1: think you and could do it. And in this
4: moment I was
1: based on that joke. I think you could be. <laughs> Thank you. But the actual scientist came up with demon duck of doom. Oh, oh, boom. Come
0: on. <laughs> come on. Do you still want to be one? <laughs> <laughs> Just don't be that one.
2: It's. Yeah, it's not – I
4: mean, it's – yeah, that wasn't – there was no workshop for that, was there? Like somebody – like the loudest scientist just started saying it and everyone – in
3: line Yeah.
0: Yes I think that is actually yeah. The scientific method We pretend That it's not <laughs> That's how Alexander
4: like, yeah. Graham Bell Got the telephone <laughs> That's
1: right He took it but by you were, By
4: being the loudest yeah. You
1: are right It is a, oh. It's a leggy oh, bird oh, It is wow. a leggy
4: bird I mean but It those feels
1: <laughs> rude to
0: Rhonda Birdmore now Actually That's a <laughs> lack, yeah. lack of respect To, <laughs> to Rhonda Birdmore <laughs> that, I mean that seems, seems
2: it's like true. It's more It's a pretty necky bird as well <laughs> It's a
1: very yeah. The necky Rhonda Birchmore <laughs> 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 For international listeners, how do we describe Rhonda Birchmore? Oh, I think she's my, like a legend of yeah. showing cabaret, is that right? Yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. She's a she's a musical theatre star, but also crossed over into screen when cabaret TV shows existed.
0: Right. She used to appear on the midday show with Ray Martin a lot. Yes. Now you just have to Explain Ray Martin. <laughs> okay, Ray Martin.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was like uh, one of Australia's most respected journalists. Uh, and yeah. hosted, hosted a trashy day show for some reason. Yeah,
4: but I don't feel like there's an international equivalent. Like I'm trying to think of you know who's mm. your who's your British or your US equivalent. And it kind of just like she's an extraordinary thing mm. in that she yeah. doesn't have an equivalent.
2: Could she be like a, like a tall Australian Liza Minnelli? Yeah. You know. What about <laughs> B yeah. Arthur?
1: No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. No that's just the name came to mind. She's the leggy B. Arthur. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All
1: right, question three comes from Tamara Potts from Perth WA. I don't know if you'll have an advantage here, Claire, being a an, a native to the I so. Oh, that'd be good. All right. Tamara's question is what were the last words of French grammarian and essayist Dominic Bois? What were the last words of French grammarian and essayist Dominique Bois? The name looks like Boubours, but Tamara said she looked it up and it seems to be pronounced Bois.
4: Spell it out for me.
1: B-O-U-B-O-U-R-S. If she hadn't written that, I would have said Dominic Boubours, <laughs> which is probably why. And she would have known that. And that's why she's helped me out there. Boah. Sounds more French. Al's got a bit of an advantage here as a French speaker. Yeah. And while you're writing your answers, I'll let the audience know a little bit more about the demon duck. According to the Australian Museum, Dromornus planae was a massive bird with a formidable bill. It was a real flat-billed fuck, so to speak. <laughs> it belonged to a uniquely Australian family of extinct flightless birds, the Dromornithids or Mihirungs. Because of the close relationship between Mihirungs and ducks, Dromornus planae has been nicknamed the demon duck of doom. It was a heavily built bird with a long neck and enormous legs. It was as tall as an ostrich, but far more massive. The skull was similar in size to a horse's head and had a deep curved bill. Oh, not flat at all. According to Pete, uh, he found this out because they don't bother using the scientific name at the Australian Museum in Sydney. They just labeled the specimen with the nickname Demon Duck of Doom. Question number three. What were the last words of French grammarian and essayist Dominic Bois? Can someone pass me a pen? (laughs) I'm about to or I'm going to die. Either <laughs> expression is correct. I've always hated this wallpaper. Yo play is not French for yogurt. Sacre bleu. Oh, that feels good. I think I'm all better actually or Dominic Boubouault. <laughs> <laughs> and and is that spelled b like the boo? Yes. It's spelled like his name, but out has changed on to the end. Okay. Um, Set of boob wars.
4: Now boob we we're out. assuming oh. that this is um, translated from the French, right? Yes. Well, it's always good to be some somebody's got to start. I'm just going to opt in for. I think I'm feeling much better. But I think that it may have been. I believe I am much improved.
1: Ah, love that.
4: You know, like I, th- I think the translation mm. might be intentionally clumsy, but I believe that is the one.
1: Okay, locking that in for Claire. Al do you want to have a crack? Mm. I mean, obviously the
2: Sacre Bleu one sounds the most like a French person. Yeah. That's <laughs> the only one with any like they pretty didn't, French stuff in it there. It was weird that they didn't translate that bit of the Sacre well, bleu. Well, I think that's sort of international,
0: isn't it? Uh, I like Claire's logic. Yep. I think I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm
1: feeling so well, it. I mean like in?
4: any one of those statements might have sounded fancier in French.
1: Yes. But I think all I of them probably do. Probably
4: did. all of them.
1: Did I say Sacre Bleu right? Yeah, no, that actually yeah, was. you
4: said it quite nicely.
1: Beautiful, Thank you so um, much. and eloquent. Um, if I, people are listening, do like hearing me speak uh, French words. Yeah, I did a recent episode of Go on called "The Beast of Javudon," and I mm. I nail a lot of French terms over about a three-hour period in that episode. If if they want to hear more, I think people might want to hear a full French podcast from you. We. Oui? we, <laughs>
2: we? <laughs> yes
3: <laughs>
2: um okay i i feel like i'm going for either the wallpaper or the the one where he grammatically
1: corrects himself. oh that was
4: very good yeah. wasn't it
1: i yeah i'm gonna go with the one where he grammatically do it corrects yeah himself. do it
4: <gasps> what
0: could you read that again first
1: uh, I'm about to or I'm going to die. Either expression is correct.
4: It's so good. It's
1: so like on that yeah. one, you know? Oh yeah, over I the I'll, wallpaper I'll for that one I will, All I will right. reward that. Well, let's go through who wrote the answers. Uh, I've always hated this wallpaper. That was Claire Hooper. Oh, yeah. Now Claire, you wow. just talked Al out loud of going for your answer. I know. What kind of crazy tactics are these?
4: I just really thought that whoever, <laughs> what I don't, yeah. I don't think I'm playing to win. That's okay. Can that- I just say though that Oscar Wilde's last words are reputed to be, "This wallpaper is dreadful. One of us must go." Oh, that's
1: great. That's really good. Yeah. So
4: that good I just, stuff. I just attributed it to someone else.
2: Love yeah, it. That's good. Uh to Blanch Dubois. That feels like one he
0: had, he had locked and loaded. He think? had pre-thought of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
4: mate, when you, it's not, yeah, that's Because even if it took you half an hour to die.
0: Mm. Yeah, you'd that's still, enough time. You'd, like
4: you'd spend that whole half hour and workshopping you'd be looking hard. around
0: the room. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't
4: be coming up with demon Duckadoo," would <laughs> yeah. you? be like, I'm Oscar Wilde, I can do better. Yeah.
2: Do you think the, 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 the trick, because you never really know exactly when you're going to die, is that you just have a page of one-liners. And oh, then you yeah. just are reading through them. You just kind of cycle through them. And then one at some point you'll die. And then you well, go.
4: Um, Alistair. Yeah. You never know when you'll die. Do you have a page of one liners?
2: I mean, I have a document on Google Docs that they're not great. But I did <laughs> try to like at one point I was like, I'll do some like. Uh, this is when I, I when I'm unemployed. I'm like I always have this fantasy. I'm going to go and do some busking and I'm going to just read one-liners <laughs> <laughs> like that. And then I, I never get a big enough or good enough list of one-liners that it never seems like a good idea
1: <laughs> that and that it would save my family from homelessness. <laughs> um, anyway, I think you are, you don't even really need to say it, right? You just need someone close to you to go. Hey, by the way, can you report this is my last words? Oh yeah, just put it's, it in
4: the last will and testament. Yeah. All all who attended my death. Please yeah. swear that this is That's all I they said. need.
1: Yeah. They just need the doctor to be on board or whatever. Um, all right. So what else have we got? D- Dominic Dubwout. That was Saran. Yeah, it's real good. <laughs> now, did I nail that pronunciation? Yeah. yeah.
0: But also, I think there wasn't. Is there no boo in the, his name? So I think I miss.
1: There is a boo, but. Oh, no, there's not.
0: Maybe I'd like to correct it to Dominic Bwout.
1: Oh, Dominic Bwout would have. doesn't work quite as well. But. Dominic Bwout. Oh, it does. I like it. Yo Play is not French for yogurt. Sacre bleu. That was The House. Really? Yeah.
3: You're
1: not saying. Despite thinking that that was the correct one, I for some reason <laughs> didn't choose it. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a famous uh, international ad campaign, The Yo Play ad from the 90s. <laughs> uh, Where wh- have I said, Can I, uh, someone pass me a pen? was by Tamara, a.k.a. The House. Yeah, that's great. And that leaves, I'm better actually. That was in by Alistair. So another two points for Al. Oh, oh. no. And the correct answer was I'm about to, I'm gonna die. Either expression is correct. So three, three points wow. out again. Wow. 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 Wow.
2: Wow. I mean, this is not this is not how things are supposed to go. So early. Does days, it make but you wow. feel
4: weird in your tummy?
2: I'm not a good I'm not good at winning.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as I'm in the lead, I'm like, I feel bad that I'm taking the one position that people want.
1: You yeah. know? <laughs> and I'm like, ah, let everybody else have it. I don't give a shit. Well, and Clarence Ran. Are doing everything in their power to win as well. So they're furious. <laughs> you can tell. <laughs>
4: Look at how angry
3: I
1: am. No, yeah. No, yeah. Boiling. I can see that angry sparkle in your eye. Yeah. <laughs> Quick score update on zero points. It's Siren. Uh the house is on one point. Claire's on two points, but out in front on six points is Alistair Tromble virtual Wow. Jeez. Oh,
4: Sorry, what's the house on?
1: House is on one. Wow.
4: So I'm beating the house.
1: You're beating house. the house. You're in second place.
4: That's amazing considering I'm on two points. <laughs>
1: Sarantin is probably the only player to get consistently worse scores than the house. I'd say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought this game is a. It's like a miser approach to.
1: Yes,
2: lowest. is that French? Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's misery, right? That's yeah. French word for misery. I thought that was
1: miserable. Uh, that's, mis- no, that's, that's miserable. No, oh, that's miserable. Yeah, or like okay. a miserable person. <laughs> uh, all right, question number four. Let's go. This comes from Jason Wessner from Chester Springs in Pennsylvania. And Jason's question is, how did Draco of Athens die in 620 BC? How did Draco of Athens die in 620 BC? And while they're writing their answers, I'll let the listeners know a little bit more about Dominic Bois um, via Tamara, the question writer. Tamara writes... Born sixteenth of May, sixteen twenty eight, he was a priest, grammarian, essayist, and neoclassical critic in Paris. He wrote a book that was just six conversations between two companions. Uh, One conversation was le je ne sois quoi. (laughs) I don't think any of those, right? Uh, Okay, the ineffable. The characters discussed the elusiveness of the words which were in vogue in the 17th century and determined them to be a mystery that escaped irrational rational inquiry. Al, uh, let me, can I send you that phrase, Al? And je ne sais quoi. Oh my God. Je ne sais quoi. Le je ne sais quoi. I say that all, that's like a pretty famous... Yeah. But you've never I've seen, never it, seen written it written down. down. Yeah. It's, of, it's the opposite and of that classic. I've never, I've yeah. only ever seen it written down. Yeah. And then it's the weird thing. How with, do you say? Yeah. With French
2: where you don't, you often don't say the end of words. Yeah. I what, know what's written there, which I like.
1: Hey, and while you're still writing your answers, let's go for a quick break. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, we're back and the answers are in. Here is question number four. How did Draco of Athens die in 620 BC? He ate a bad souvlaki. He ran two consecutive marathons and collapsed less than one mile from the end of the second. He tried to prove his immortality by spending the night in a deadly snake pit. He died of food poisoning after cooking his own dinner because he had recently fired his personal cook. He was suffocated to death by gifts of cloaks and hats thrown on him. Ooh. Or this was a tragic tale, the tale of Draco of Athens, who needlessly died when he neglected to call me on his cell phone.
4: That's cute. But that that cloak, suffocating under gifts of cloaks is so funny.
3: Yeah. (laughs)
4: <laughs> it's so specific. Yeah. yeah. It makes it very tempting.
2: Uh,
4: Bags not first.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I thought the one where he ate a bad souvlaki was really funny. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Did you think that one was the funniest?
2: No,
1: but, you know, it was Did a nice reference w- to Greece, I think. Okay. You know?
4: mm. Crosses it off list.
1: When do <laughs> you reckon Sivlaki's were invented? Probably I, probably oh, been in the 700 BC. 700 BC, yeah, yeah. I would say. Do you, do you have an inkling here? bit of a feeling?
2: I don't know, you know, uh, you know. Let, let's see, we, we, this guy's getting remembered, you know. He's we, he, we remember him, Draco, you know, his name.
4: Ah, uh, yeah. You
2: know, so like we're remembering him, we're so it's probably got to be. Him. Yeah, we're still
1: talking about him now, you know. Um, There's evidence that souvlaki-like dishes existed in Greece as early as the 17th century BCE. Wow! So. I, I was reading that out, out at first, thinking it was going to help prove that buggers is around, <laughs> and then the E really undid all of that. So I apologize, whoever. No, but did or didn't write
2: seventeenth century BCE. So that means one thousand seven hundred before Christ.
1: Oh no, it is BCE what? is it, it, BCE yeah. is BC. Yeah. Thank God. Well I then, just, I'd help prove it. I
4: feel it. like you also. <laughs> I feel like you have fucked it, for the Sivlaki.
2: But I'm amazed. I'm amazed that you could like that. You could have. Like yogurt back then, <laughs> like yo <your> play, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But like Greek yogurt.
4: Yeah. How did they keep the tzatziki fresh?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before it's like fridges. When was it cold? When was it ever cold? Like you're just like having room
0: temperature. That's why you, know what? you you're asking people to pass you the yogurt quickly. You're like, please, yogurt, you, the yogurt. Like, as in, like you're yeah. passing it to each other yeah. fast mm. so that the wind cools it
3: down. Yes. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah.
0: You got keep clean, it Pass the yogurt.
2: No, pass it. to
1: him. Now pass it to him.
0: The, keep it in motion. <laughs> they though. just
1: keep things cold in wet sacks and stuff, don't they? Wet sacks. Some of, some I, I some wet sack technology wet and technology goes way back.
0: Sometimes you know? the sack is
1: used for
0: other reasons, though. They'll give uh, it as a gift to someone. Well, like a yeah, warm, potentially sack them too sack
3: many, will, too many <laughs> and suffocate <laughs> them.
0: Do you think
2: wet sack technology was inspired by testicles?
3: <laughs> 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 Do you think of testicles as
1: wet sack?
2: Well, I mean, they can get wet. They're sweat, they they can get sweaty, which makes them wet. I guess they're wet and inside. They're they're there to keep the, the testicles cooler. Yeah. Like you would need to do with like yogurt. Yeah. Say Greek know. yogurt that you are going to put but on anyone a, like that's a, ever a Souvlaki.
4: Had testicles, yeah. experienced them wet and dry would know that they feel cooler when they're wet. That's yeah,
1: that's it, true. Yeah, yeah. But I think a Hessian sack <laughs> doesn't,
4: sack doesn't get
1: bigger and smaller. It doesn't sort of hang low or high based on temperature. I think it oh, What does it? Oh, it I
2: could. think the wetter it is. it's heavy, yeah, the, the, the it would, heavier it is, the lower it It hangs. would lower, hang yeah, lower. And it can
1: cool itself. It can cool itself like that. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think probably it was then.
2: Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wet, the wet sack technology is some kind of like a, it's a, like a forgotten
1: uh, art. Claire, technology. did you lock in the gifts of cloaks? No. No, I did Al, have you locked in anything? I'm going to lock in the snake pit. Snake pit ooh, for ooh, Al. Oh,
4: that is good. Yeah. yeah, that is a good one.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Um... Yeah, I. Well, I don't want to copy you. Yeah, feel free to copy me. And the marathon one feels. I'm really picking my own, so feel free to. to the, copy, yeah, okay, copy okay copy great. One. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> marathons, that is a Greek invention. Yeah, I'm going to go with the marathon.
1: Mm, marathons <gasps> for Saran.
4: Ah, oh, what's left? All right. So, so you've got
1: Sivlaki, Sivlaki. uh Food poisoning because he fired his cook.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, death by gifts of cloaks oh, and hats. Which is so Or such a gorgeous the cell phone one. one.
4: Oh, well, look, I mean, I think um, my heart is divided, mm. but I like the- You know, when you can't choose at a restaurant, if you can't choose, then don't pick something someone else had. Just get something for else at the table.
1: And you can share. And you know. can share. Ask so the waiter. if anyone
4: wants a bite of my hats and clothes- <laughs> Oh, Later you can
1: have that, them, I'll go with be, that. That would be lovely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's do, let's turn this into a tapas. <gasps> we'll Share place. T- a tapas? Of oh,
2: that'd responses. be cool. To be able to go like, okay, you can have fifty percent of my cloak and I'll give you fifty
1: percent of my snake pit, and then we can get half points. Yeah, you know, we right. oh, that'd well,
4: be great. Can we do
1: that? Uh you could, but you don't want to do that. Because has been you by so much. So, here's who wrote the answers. <laughs> he ate a bad souvlac. That was Alistair Trombley virtual Oh. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, died of food poisoning after cooking his own dinner. That was Jason, aka The House. Uh, the tragic tale where he didn't call someone, Saren, on his cell phone was Saren. Oh, well, Is that a reference to something? Drake. Drake. <laughs> Drake. All I, can, I Drake. can get it out of my mind
0: and there's not enough time.
1: Yeah. Of, obviously, I got it. I just wanted <laughs> yeah. you to clarify for the listeners. He was
2: picturing was, it was Drake, but- in his, la- in his last initial was O. Yes, Draco. Yeah, yeah. Draco. When it, yeah, the Irish version of Drake. Yes, that's right. But oh. he was the son of no one because he was the first man. Yes, so that's why
0: the first dad was just O. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: So it was, it was like it was like Seamus O. <laughs> and then after that,
1: <laughs> son of no one. <laughs> Alice went for the snake pit, which was the house slash Jason.
3: Ooh. So a point for the house
1: there. Ran two consecutive marathons with Seren went. That was Claire Hooper. And Limbo. the correct answer was also Claire suffocated <gasps> to death oh. by gifts of cloaks and hats. That was oh. the
0: funniest. <laughs> yeah, it was.
4: <laughs> so poetic. It's that's nice. amazing. I'm so happy that the most poetic, I mean, horrible death.
1: Apparently um, he wasn't a great guy. Great. Dr- draconian laws. Oh, that's uh, asking him. He must have been a great guy. Oh, yeah, he, he was. was. giving him gifts. That's true. Well, maybe they were scared of him. I don't know. Maybe he was a good guy. But apparently he was pretty, he would, he... Came up with death penalty for small crimes. That was one of his. Tested it out on himself, did he? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Small crimes like getting too many gifts. (laughs) (laughs) So that's two points for Claire, one point for the house. Congratulations. That was really great. That was really well picked.
4: Thank you. So a quick score
1: update uh, in fourth place on zero points, it's Saran. On two points, (laughs) it's the house. In second place on four points is Claire, but still out in front on six points is Alistair Trombley Birchall. It's just great to be a part of the team, you know? Three rounds to go. Here's question number five. This one, another Perth one, Claire. Another advantage for you. This comes from- ground. Although it's a nerd question, so I don't think it really favors any of you, particularly, Mm. I don't know, any of you nerds? Um, I am a bit of a nerd. depends on what kind of nerd you're talking about. (laughs) This one comes from Jamie Griffiths from Perth, and it is Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, good. (laughs) Has many bizarrely named magical items that do all sorts of weird and wonderful things. Which of these is a legitimate magical item? So, you've just got to come up with a a magical item. Okay. An example might be like the scroll of Perth or something, (laughs) you know. Yeah. Uh, And while you're writing your answers, here's some more info about Draco. According to Al Arabia News, legislator Draco is considered one of the most influential figures in Athena's history as he succeeded in making radical changes to the city's legislative system which had adopted an oral and customary legislation that was based on bloody rivalries. Athena's oral laws had turned into a tool of suppression that was used to deprive ordinary citizens of their rights, so people in Athena appointed Draco as their first legislator and he developed a written legal system that judges implemented. Draco's written laws, which made up Athena's first type of constitutions, adopted strict penalties that mostly included execution to punish wrongdoers. Hence, simple misdemeanors were equated with major crimes and were handled the death penalty as, for example, the thief was punished the same as a murderer and murderers were all punished equally regardless of whether the crime was intentional or not. When asked about his harsh laws and why he opted for the death penalty as such, Draco said execution was a perfect punishment for lesser crimes, noting that he had no worse punishment for graver crimes. Given his rule's harshness, the term draconian is now used to refer to unforgiving laws. According to a number of Greek historians, Draco died in around 600 BC when people who in a display of approval threw so many hats and cloaks over him that he suffocated to death. In 6th century BC, Athenian legislator Solon repealed a great deal of Draco's laws but kept the homicide law which remained in effect until the next century and it was later replaced with another that ordered executing whoever commits a premeditated murder and exiling whoever commits an unintentional murder. Right. Because his laws were just like doesn't matter if you meant it or not. Yeah. You kill someone, you die. You stole something, you die. Yeah. It would have made things a lot more efficient, I guess. What if you accidentally steal something? Like
2: Whoa. your like your kid puts your puts like a sausage in your in your shopping cart. Oh, well then you die. Oh no. <laughs> I assume yeah, but now I guess you could also say if the, if you die under a lot of cloaks, that that is also draconian, right?
4: Did, any, did either of you play D&D? Uh,
2: I played once in high school and yeah. I've wanted to play ever since.
4: Yeah, me too. I played once in high school. I yeah. like it in theory. Yeah. It's improv. It's improv, but with no jokes. And um, mm. the, I think I actually accidentally, this is long before I was a comedian, but I feel like I was playing it for jokes. And yeah. I was not welcome.
1: All right. The answers are in. <laughs> Here's question number five. Dungeons and Dragons has many bizarrely named magical items that do all sorts of weird and wonderful things. Which of these is a legitimate magical item? The Snootletot. Otto's opulent orb. Shervington's wand. Blighty's massive torp. <laughs> Furdock's tickling feather. Or ring of bureaucratic wizardry. Mm, let's see. So you got the Tot. Otto's opulent orb, Shevington's wand, Blighty's massive torp, Firdox's tickling feather, or ring of bureaucratic wizardry.
4: It has been a while since I played D anD D, but surely all of them could exist if it's an improv game.
1: I think there's, I think there's like an official manual. The, yeah. I think there's the owners of the game have an official manual, but I think you can make up other things. But one of these <laughs> is like an official, all right, legitimate, okay. a legitimate, okay. a legitimate okay. manual. Yeah, so it's more
2: like improv. Like, thank God you're here is improv. Like it's a it's within a controlled. They're setting. gonna bring mm. you back to the. Screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're gonna bring you back, and then you're just making little choices. You know, there's but a, there's I'd still
4: be like, but I still got my opulent orb. <laughs> I just keep That's insisting right. yeah. that I have it every time I've they still brought got- me back. That's why they won't have me on thank God you're here (laughs) either. Here I am with my opulent orb. Get out.
2: (laughs) I'm going to go the ring of bureaucratic wizardry.
4: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I hear that.
2: You know what I like about it is that it feels like a joke one. Yeah. Which
4: is why it's been submitted.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. I think, despite your mockery, it's the
1: opulent orb.
4: Oh. Blighty's massive what? Torp. Malcolm Blight.
1: How do, you,
4: uh, how do you spell torp?
1: T-O-R-P. Oh, like a torpedo.
0: I feel like it's that, definitely a reference to Malcolm Blight. <laughs>
2: I don't like the, the, guy, the guy from the, from the ship? And AFL yeah, so. great. Who would
0: so. have done a big kick once? Oh, look, I, see,
4: so now I think, it, I mean, I'm obviously very fond of the orb, but who would copy the answer of someone with, Zero points. <laughs> so,
3: okay.
4: so even though I don't, I'm not as excited by it. I'm going to go for um, the snoodle top.
2: Snoodle top. All right. Yeah. Like oh, maybe I should change my answer to Shervington's wand. Why? I'm just joking. That's not, that one felt like that was
1: uh, that was the house. Another Maybe that was. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, either way, it feels like that was a pretty rude thing to do, Al. Pretend that you're going to give us one of us a point. Oh, oh actually, yeah. pretty. Oh, I thought the house didn't want the point. Oh, he's up, he's out in front now and he's bullying everyone oh. else. Oh, you become a real jerk. Oh, yeah, oh that's, that's, that's probably you. why Sean McAuliffe likes working with you. <laughs> that's no, that's why I'm no longer working with him. <laughs> All right, here's who wrote the answers Ferdox tickling feather. That was Claire Hooper. Blighty's massive torpia. That was me. And that was about Malcolm Blight's famous goal uh, after the siren to win the game for North <laughs> Melbourne. <laughs> Shervington's wand was Saran, I assume. In reference to a famous Australian runner? No, I
0: think it's an act, it's it's a wand. It's like you could do magic with it. Oh, oh yeah. What
4: but I thought I thought Chervo was reputed to have a massive wand.
1: Yeah, that's what I just assumed yeah. it was that. Purely coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. that's
4: how I dismissed it. Yeah. So oh, you've,
1: fuck. You've you You've so hit you. Actually confused. I am gonna change my answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm like it's so brutal. He's on no points, Al, and you're going, I wanna change it. Just kidding. That's it's stupid. intentional. <laughs> Uh, Otto's opulent orb, which Saren went for, that was Jamie. Okay, the house. Well done, Jamie. Uh, well cl- done, Jamie. Claire went for the snootle tot, which was Alistair.
4: Oh, that's that that, adorable. Al
1: was also correct. The ring oh, of for, bureaucratic wizardry. I can't believe for it. God's sake, this is this man. I, I want you to fire. know that this is this is not. Yeah, you know,
2: this is not how I things think normally this go. This is a
4: really beautiful thing that this win is going to go to the person that will be made most uncomfortable by <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <like. laughs>
2: I don't Alistair know,
4: will not sleep tonight. While
2: I like tricking people and them choosing my answer, um, I don't necessarily like picking the right one.
4: <laughs> Alistair's wife would be like, Al, it's 3am, come to bed. Stop staring <laughs> no. out the window at the
2: moon. I'm sorry, I trounced
1: them. I trounced <laughs> them. I won <want> a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Two questions to go. This is question six from Lewis Foulstone uh, from Leeds in the UK. Leads, leads, leads. And Lewis's question is, what is supposed to have happened to the town of Doncaster in Yorkshire in 1136? Ooh. It's quite a while ago.
4: Yeah, a long time ago. Well, the Zier- Sivlaki's
1: existed, but oh. not that long ago. But, yeah, what happened in the town of Doncaster in Yorkshire in 1136? And while you're writing those answers, let me tell you more about the ring of bureaucratic (laughs) wizardry. According to Jamie, when a spellcaster casts any spell while wearing the ring, a sheaf of papers and a quill pen suddenly appear in his hand. The papers are forms that must be filled out in triplicate explaining the effects of the spell while the wizard wishes to cast it, whether it is for business or pleasure and so on. The forms must be filled out before the effects of the spell will occur. The ring cannot be removed willingly. Does that mean they have to literally fill out forms or is that just like you go, all right, I'm filling out the forms because isn't it all make believe. No one's listening to me. I don't <laughs> know who I'm talking to. Listeners at home will probably be yelling at their iPod. All right. Here's question number six. What is supposed to have happened to the town of Doncaster in Yorkshire in 1136? It was given to Scotland and never officially given back to the English, making it a Scottish town hundreds of miles from the England-Scotland border. Mass hysteria led the town to believe the local river had dried up and 15 people died of dehydration before anyone checked. Under decree of King John IV, the entire township was relocated from Yorkshire, England, to just east of Bourne North. A chicken named William Carter was elected as mayor for 48 hours by clerical error instead of his human namesake. (laughs) After repeated flooding of the Doncaster River... The cathedral was moved stone by stone to higher ground. Or the crunchy slurry, England's oldest Yorkshire pudding takeaway joint, was first opened, first opened its doors. So you got five really good options there. And oh. another one, I guess. There's six
3: options. <laughs> six,
1: six really good options
2: there. <laughs> it's like that, what's that, what's that? It feels like a real like, like comics clown kind of <laughs> gag. It's like, I have two beautiful children and one fucking ugly one. <laughs>
0: I think um, there's two that sound very similar there. <clears throat> there's one.
1: One flooding and one well, drying one, of the river.
0: Oh, and the one where they, they give it to Scotland. Oh, And yep.
4: one where they move
0: it. Yeah, and they move it. The only difference being, oh, I don't know how far 100 miles from the English border is, but I imagine it's not Baldwin North.
1: It doesn't say. No, they're not the, sa- they're yeah. not
4: the same one, though, I don't think.
1: And do you think Baldwin North is the Melbourne suburb of Baldwin North? doesn't say. No, that yeah.
0: would sort of geographically make
1: sense. Yeah, it's just a coincidence, really. Yeah. So you got, it, it's a Scottish town. It was given to them and never given back. Uh, the mass led people to die of dehydration. Uh, King John the Fourth gave the town to, uh, moved the town to Baldwin North. Uh, Chicken was elected mayor. Repeated flooding mean... Meant the cathedral was moved brick by brick, or the crunchy slurry, a uh, Yorkshire pudding takeaway joint first opened its doors.
4: They are all very good options.
3: Mm.
0: I think the Scottish, yeah,
4: took it's it good, is it, it? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Blocking it in, <coughs> yes, please. Yeah.
4: Mm. Gosh, that's tricky because again. It always makes you feel a little uncertain when you agree with Saran. <laughs> <And> like,
0: <laughs> the, the Next what time I'll guess th- last. If that yeah. makes you feel better, oh, that would actually be
2: good for our nerves. Um, no, I mean you know like the chicken one. You know, chicken one's fun. Feels like you know if I saw that story, I'd submit it. Mm-hmm. You yeah,
4: know? you're trying you to know? game the game, but it's true that that cold a pig was mare for a week. Kind yeah. of that is a real classic. Yeah. Medieval story, isn't
2: it? Yeah, but then also like you know, t- taking apart a church or whatever was it a church or a cathedral? Cathedral. Ooh, that feels like you know when they talk about like cathedrals back in Scotland. Like my parents were were married in a Scottish uh, church, and they're like they talk about it taking two hundred years to build, and you kind of go, "Fucking mm. hell." like you know so oh I don't my know god and how many
4: human lives were lost I as know, well yeah, you know like, doing the high up bits
2: oh the high up bits just any
1: rock falling on your foot you know you're just wearing leather workers' yeah. rights were pretty big in 1136 oh well, well. yeah that's right there so they, like, I imagine that would have been revolution. Revolution. stop work I mean they
2: wouldn't have even been speaking modern English they'd be speaking like <laughs> either middle English or old English which means that nobody would have been able to understand each other yeah, yeah. Don't you think
0: yeah. The, the beauty of it that over 200 years it sort of all evens out so yeah, there's oh, a whole yeah. lot of bodies going into the building of the church. Oh, that's true. But everyone else who was alive during that period also they also
2: they died. also died. There's oh, lots of sizes yeah, of
1: churches <laughs> and cathedrals as well. Like if it's a small town, it would be a small cathedral. Can
2: you have a small cathedral?
1: Yeah, of course.
2: Really? It's you all can relative. Have a big church. Yeah. Yeah, you can have a big you church. You can certainly have
4: a big church. Can you have a small cathedral? Yeah.
2: Small I, cathedral.
4: I don't
1: like think the cathedral's the size. Like a mini bus, but for it's a cathedral. The d- it's the design? It's I think it's just it's the, the region, provenance. like the, the the region's main church. Isn't that's that what it is? Just, that's oh. like,
4: yeah, that's right. It it's like promoted. there are mo- many churches. The cathedral is the central. Yeah,
1: and that's where the the, town, the local right? bishop would be in that church. I mean, so if there's, not, there's, like, there's Catholics listening, I'm sure there are. Yeah, I apologize. Look, I I was an altar boy. Some of this mem- these are vague memories. Apologies if I'm being sacrilegious. Yeah, and I, you know, I probably am. Yeah, no, it's hard not to be these days because at the moment you can't I'm, I'm say giving I can't bloody the finger about to like the Catholics big, anymore. <laughs> there's a big crucifix, obviously, in the podcast studio, and I'm giving it the finger right now as yeah. I speak. But,
0: but I've this got this is got not a- the main church in the city, so that's fine.
1: That's right. Yes. Yeah.
0: Anyway, what I've, do we got? I've We've got, got, my got
1: gold chain, and I'm I'm kissing my crucifix. Yes. So it you're smooching that. it. Yeah, which is like. The cathedral, like if a kiss is a church, yeah, a smooch is a cathedral. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a French kiss. Can
4: you do a small smooch? <laughs> you do a small. <laughs> <thing. Yeah. laughs>
2: All
1: right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go cathedral. Cathedral for Al, and that leaves you, Claire.
4: Oh, oh I'm so sorry. I've waited so long. Yeah, they're all really, they're, well, Crunchy Slurries. So There's nice. five
1: great options. There's five, <laughs> as
4: you said, five great options. Four, and I Freudian. don't, I feel like this might be the moment where Serene gets it, but let's pick the, I don't know, oh, the chicken meat. Nah, let's pick the one where the king moved the town because it's right. really similar. The Scotland one appealed to me. It's really killing me not to choose it, but it. It's
1: well, yes, you can, but you don't have to. Huh, I know. So... <gasps> You're right, I'll just... You've played before. Um, Blocking it in.
4: I'm so sorry for my prevarication.
1: Here's who wrote the answers. Mass hysteria led everyone in the town to believe the local river had dried up. That was Lewis, a.k.a. The House. The Crunchy Slurry, the oldest Yorkshire pudding takeaway joint. That was Alistair Trombley-Burchill. It's really cute. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Chicken name, William Carter, elected mayor. That was also Lewis, a.k.a. The House. You know what? I almost changed my answer to that, and then I thought... Wait, you don't
2: give a chicken a last name?
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hang on a second. <laughs> uh, then we had, after repeated flooding of the Doncaster River, the cathedral was moved stone by stone. That was Claire Hooper. Great work. great Thanks work, Thanks, guys. Claire went for oh King no. John, moving the town to ballwood North. That was Saran. Oh Saran's no. on the board. He, oh, my god, He's gosh. on the
4: board. Oh, no. Which Twice. did he also get? Saran's
1: double on the board because it oh! also is true that it was given to Scotland Polly? and never officially given back. Yeah. Yeah. Holy moly, did
4: you actually know? And is that why you wrote a really cool answer that was surprisingly no, similar to the
1: reality? No, I was talking about Melbourne's
0: Ball went North. But oh, it, you were actually yeah. talking about Ballwin <laughs> North. Yeah. So
4: I defended that <laughs> as a place that could truly exist outside of Melbourne and I was... <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations.
1: Uh, Thank that's you. That's really nice. It feels See
0: nice the, to be correct and also geographically correct as well. No, it's
1: beautiful, actually. So that means two points for Saran, one point for Claire. And we're going to the final round, and it is truly anyone's game. Saran's on two points, the house on three points, Claire on five points, but out in front still on eight points. They'll say Is Birchill. It's it so good. Anyone's game.
4: game? Sorry? It is. It is. Truly?
0: It's anyone's game? game.
1: Because the final round is worth triple well, points. All right. So Let's you can get up to nine points. Individually this Perfect. round. So, it is truly anyone's game. The final question comes from Connor G from Canada. We always finish with a film synopsis question. Okay. And the question is, what is the synopsis of the 1979 film The Visitor? What is the synopsis of the 1979 film The Visitor? I'll say that uh, Connor got this question in via a five-star review, which was- What an interesting backdoor Whoa. way of going about it. Yeah. Bringing my attention to his work with the five- You know I'm going to read it if it's in a five-star review. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> okay. And while you're writing your answers, here's some more info about Doncaster. According to the Yorkshire man, the small South Yorkshire town's Scottish history dates way back to 1136, when the town was signed over to King David I in the Treaty of Durham. And it was never officially given back, despite a whole lot of scraps between Scotland and England since then. The town was signed over by King Stephen of England over 900 years ago, during King David I's attempted takeover of Northern England a pretty petty drama that one could describe as an irrational ordeal looking back. Turns out the whole thing started because David had been living the sweet life as the protege of Henry I, that was until the king died. After that, he pretty much embarked on a warpath in the name of Henry I's daughter, Matilda, and desperately tried to uphold his inheritance and build his own realm. Why? Because Matilda was the heir to the throne and was robbed of the title by cousin Stephen while pregnant in Anjou... Honestly, the Middle Ages were unbelievably dramatic. According to historians, Doncaster was never actually signed back over to England, despite Henry II taking control of the area 21 years later. Not only that, but Prince Henry of Scotland is actually credited for making the town a borough. And though it's recorded that Doncaster was returned to the English between 1154 and 1156, there's actually no documentary evidence of this. While the whole thing is considered to be a bit of a historical anomaly these days, the 12th century blip could affect the town should Scotland gain independence, a desire that appears to be growing among Scottish citizens since the recent referendum. All right, the answer's are in for the final question. Here it is. What is the synopsis of the 1979 film, The Visitor? Auntie Glenda arrives at the Johnson family home out of the blue, just in time for Christmas. As the chaotic festivities continue into the night, it begins to dawn on the family. We don't actually have an Auntie Glenda, but have they realized too late? (laughs) When a strange man shows up on Ian Parmenta's doorstep, he feels compelled to invite him in for the night, much to the Parmentas family's disdain. If this strange man takes his place at the dinner table, it will leave no room left for Uncle Steve, their visitor <laughs> for that evening. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's. I feel like you're not respecting the answers. <laughs> Sorry, some of sometimes things tickle me unexpectedly, yeah. <laughs> and Uncle Steve did. Uncle Steve tickled me unexpectedly.
4: Yeah, with a tickling feather.
1: (laughs) A woman and her daughter escape her abusive husband by driving their caravan into a remote wood. As night falls, they are terrified by a presence. Not knowing whether it is the husband or supernatural, one thing is clear. Unless they get out of the woods, they will not survive the night. Our Lady of the Snows High School is visited by a travelling nun. The students love her, but as pupils start disappearing one by one, the local priest starts to wonder if Sister Maria is all she seems. (laughs) On his 50th birthday, Gareth Arnott encounters a bearded man who travelled through a portal hole in his closet from another dimension. Now trapped... Gareth needs to teach the visitor the ways of our world and try to figure out how to reopen the portal before the house is demolished by his evil landlord. Or an intergalactic warrior joins a cosmic Christ figure in battle against a demonic eight-year-old girl and her pet hawk, while the fate of the universe hangs in the balance. Multi-dimensional warfare, pre-adolescent profanity, and brutal avian attacks combine to transport viewers to a state unlike anything they've experienced, somewhere between hell and the darkest reaches of outer space.
3: Wow.
1: These all sound sick. This might be the best batch of movies we've ever had. So you got Auntie Glenda, yeah. You've got the, you've Uncle got Steve. Uncle Steve <laughs> <laughs> at at the Parmenter's house. You got a woman and daughter escaping the abusive husband. You got Our Lady of the Snows High School and the traveling nun who might not be all she seems. Fiftieth yeah. birthday of Gareth Arnett, who ex- encounters a bearded man who travelled through a portal, or the intergalactic warrior joining a cosmic cross figure in a battle against a demonic eight-year-old.
4: Jeez. I'd watch them all. Which one of those would get five stars, though? Ooh. Because, like, they yeah. all sound great, sure. but they don't all sound five stars. Yeah, some yeah. of them
1: sound, like, trashy fun.
4: Some good trashy fun, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Depends on how much they learn along the way, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. true. None, yeah. I think it's sort of unspoken that uh, the protagonist learns a lot along the way. Sure. In all those. yeah. Finds themselves. You don't get it
4: past the first funding round if your protagonist doesn't (laughs) learn a lot along (laughs) the way. That's
2: right,
3: yeah.
2: (laughs) They want to be returned home having been changed. (laughs) (laughs) Al, as the leader, do you want to kick us off? I do want to kick us off. Um, Yeah, right. Is that better or worse? that seems
4: fair. Yeah, Yeah, leader goes first is fair. All right.
2: And, uh, you know, as... Siren promised he was going to go last. Yeah, I'll go last. You know, yeah, that you. would be
4: better. Thank you. So, to <laughs> so help so your you mental
1: health, peace of mind. Yeah, especially though that last one. He did yeah. guess the right one. He was
4: right. Yeah, mm, I yeah. wanted that answer. I was too afraid of the Siren Factor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I mean, look, I like I like the nun one. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like it's it's got a good simplicity to it. Um, you know, evil nun. You know, or maybe it's a it's a red herring. You know, maybe she's a, you know, and then but then what's the what yeah? Was
4: maybe it? she's fighting the actual demon that's, that's right. making it. Yeah,
2: that's right. Exactly. She's she's been sent by from the cathedral, mm. um, the head office. That's what they consider the head office. The best in, movies. In the, Catholic, uh, the best
1: movies have a twist on the twist. Yeah, yeah. Twi- the old you twist don't just stop at one. one twist. That's, that's how that's
4: it's right. going to be a five star. That's yeah,
1: that. yeah. As you, you want a bloody double helix. That's I, don't want to, I can't tell made. you anything, but keep watching to the end. Yeah. That's always great advice for a movie.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't don't turn it off before the middle. Yeah. as you want to wait till at least the middle. Um, but I think the, this question is so good just because the the name is so vague. So we <laughs> we get a lot of great movie names that are but are so specific. That yeah. They're really funny, but the visitor could be anything. The, which the, like.
4: the most specific bits of it are 1979 and five stars.
0: Yes.
1: The yeah. so
4: visitor's wide open.
1: Oh, did I say it had five stars?
4: Oh, I thought you said I that. I think the
0: review was for Matt's podcast. Oh, sorry. Yes.
4: Got it. Thank you for the clarification. Well, it's now a much more fun. <laughs> yeah, that,
0: opens, yeah, that opens.
2: Yeah, that really them all opens up. them all
4: back up again.
2: Yeah. All right. I'm going to just go none. Locking in none for
1: Al. As I, in you don't want to lock in you any. You have to pick one. <laughs> You've <laughs> got to pick one, Al. I was <laughs> He's not listening to your great bit there. <laughs> that, it was he's really, clocked off. He's, it was really funny. He's done for
3: the day.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's only fair. If we go going in reverse po- points order, it's only fair if I also
3: play.
4: This is tricky, though, because in order to beat Al, like I can't just guess the same thing as him, even though I like the none one, mm. because I'll only come like I'll only still have less points than yes. you. Yes. So game wise, even though I like the none the best, better to shoot for the stars. Pick
0: another one. But though Al actually picked none. Yes, did he? I didn't pick any. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah, he picked. Yeah. He picked no. He answers. said, "I want to lock in none. <laughs> I want to lock in lock in the nun." <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, n- no choices. So
4: there's no. All right. So there's no. There's nothing to win by going none. So that's tricky because I quite liked. I like Glenda. I feel like Uncle Steve. <laughs> I, when it was initially that name, what was it, Parmenter? I was like, oh, that's a very, yeah, Parmenter. That's yeah. a good name, the Parmenter fan. And then it said Uncle Steve, and I was like, no.
0: <laughs> also, Auntie Glenda's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's also
4: a bit of a cliche. Uh, yeah, okay, what else have Auntie we got? <laughs> I really love the idea of them realizing they don't have an Auntie Glenda <laughs> so much. Um, okay, so what else have we got? Then you've got
1: going- a woman and a daughter escape her abusive husband uh, and, a, you know, with supernatural undertones.
3: Yeah, okay.
1: Uh, you've got 50th birthday of Gareth Arnott, uh, another Supernatural on Through the Cupboard.
4: I don't know. And then and the then Intergalactic really Warrior. That is thats is that six? Yeah, six. Man, I, all right. I think, I think the caravan sounds like a movie.
1: All More right. than Which one's the caravan? Oh, yes.
4: Like Lock the, that
1: in. Woman and her daughter escape her abusive husband by driving their caravan to a remote wood, but they're terrified by a presence. Yeah, I think maybe so. Maybe it's the oh, husband.
4: Oh, man, I think so. I think, didn't it say maybe it's the husband?
0: Or oh. a supernatural entity.
1: Yeah, it says it not knowing husband. whether it's the husband or supernatural. Yeah, right. Maybe it's a supernatural entity. I think so.
4: Like yeah. the other ones are also bonkers, so I will go for that.
1: Okay. Locking that in.
0: I know we established it didn't have to be a five-star film, but yeah, I, I want to hope that it is. And that's why I'm going for the um, intergalactic Christ-like yeah, figure. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. fun, isn't it? Yeah.
4: That's the last one? That's yeah. the last yeah. one. Yeah. That's okay, right.
0: Cool. I suppose it's, it's and also I
4: love the like portal and the evil landlord, but can you read me the last line of that one? Uh I'm so sorry.
1: Uh, the landlord one. Um, what was the last? Gareth one? needs to teach the visitor the ways of our world and try to figure out how to reopen the portal before the house is demolished by his evil landlord.
4: Oh, that sounds really hokey, doesn't it? I'll go with on that one.
1: Go with on that one. All right. Yeah, come on. Lock that in for Claire. Thanks so much, Matt Stewart. Wait, is that the one I locked in? No, no, you, no. Locked you locked in the, in the one. other one. Oh yeah, right. That were the two sort of. I mean, nine, yeah, yeah, 1979. Yeah. Sci-fi type options. A portal. I can both picture both of those. I can in nineteen seventy-nine, single L- one of lowish them. budget sort of. All right, here's who wrote the answers. Okay, great. Auntie Glenda arrived at the Johnson family out of the blue. That was the house. <gasps> okay, that was a good one.
4: It was really fun. That yeah. I want to see it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm picturing it like a like an you know like an Aussie family Christmas, and as oh, it goes along, it's a bit of a.
4: I was picturing British. Oh, British! Had a really British. Vibe and so no one,
0: me. no one knows who she is, but they assume everyone.
1: Everyone exists. thinks yeah. someone doesn't. Like, yeah. eh, hang on.
4: Yeah, and there's something really claustrophobic about a British, you know, a terraced house, and yeah. it's so cold outside. Yes. So the claustrophobia of a crowded house. It was yes. so, yeah. yeah,
1: it's British then. If whatever gets me funding, the, I'll take.
2: But, but I like the idea that it gets really dark and chilling when they realize. Yeah, and yeah. And then they're like, and then like maybe she's just not in the room when they realize. Yes. And then suddenly it's like. We're scared, and we don't know why we would be scared of a little old lady. Yes, because she's
1: yeah. Where wait, where is she? She went to the bathroom fifteen minutes ago. She brought all yeah. these
0: gifts. They're all clothes and,
1: <laughs> and then she's not there. Like you know, you open the you open the bathroom. You are like, open the door. I feel yeah. like I've gone into a really um, warm. Hollywood studio pitch meeting and they're, we like this idea and the more details I give, the colder they're getting. Yeah.
3: <laughs> they're
1: like, oh. <laughs> Wait, okay. Yeah, well, no, we'll, we'll, we'll call you, mate. No worries. <laughs>
0: You've just described the voice to parliament referendum, I think. That's Look, I'm
1: not firm <laughs> on any of these details. <laughs> An English family sounds good to me as well. Yeah, okay. Uh, strange man at, uh, rocking up to Ian Parmenter's doorstep. Mm-hmm. With Uncle Steve, that was Seren. <laughs> Sorry about <laughs> it. there, Seren. did not help him at all. The problem is I don't, yeah. You know, I it just uh, came out of nowhere for me. I don't know why that was so funny that the whole what? dilemma was My that, heart was that in one guy's- While
0: <laughs> <laughs> you were reading Auntie Glenda, because I was like, this
3: is the same <laughs> fucking story. <laughs> you, know,
1: you know what I like about yours? Without the is twist. That, is that they had
0: two
2: visitors that yes, night. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that he like he already had a visitor, and they let another one in. They're <laughs> like, what are
1: you fucking doing? you <laughs> got a fucking visitor already. <laughs> A woman and daughter escape her abusive husband by driving a caravan into a remote wood. That was Clay Hooper. Was, Wait a second. That was beautiful gameplay there. That was beautiful. No, yeah. I liked that you were doing that, actually. I thought, yeah, because to me, that was... The one that sounded the most like a real movie. Yeah. Thank you,
4: and that's because it's one of my husband's uh, feature film pictures. Oh, great! <laughs> oh. Apologies, Wade.
1: Yeah, if anyone's really, listening
2: from re- Hollywood,
4: really worked on that love line for that's, a while. So <laughs> that's yeah. why
2: you, that's why you knew when I said maybe it's the husband, you were like, uh, I already wrote that it's the husband. That's part of the fucking line.
4: Yeah,
0: that's the <laughs> yeah. Yep. Al, your know, lucky day as well that it was
1: the visitor. So vague, you could. Just go into Wade's back catalogue. <laughs>
4: yeah, it's really convenient. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thank <aren't>
1: you. <laughs> Al went for the Our Lady of the Snows High School. Uh, that was the house. Wow, oh. that is the name of the church in Bright in Victoria. I think. Oh right, because oh. that was
4: that was why it was so tempting. Because Our Lady of the Snows was a good specific. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, yeah, it's a great name for a church. If, and as we already discussed, I'm a big church guy. Oh, you love churches. <laughs> uh, on the fiftieth birthday of Gareth Arnott, I uh, encounters a bit of man ends up maybe getting Shame. demolished by an evil okay. landlord claire went for that that was alistair trombley birch okay
4: great well done well Thank done
1: you. meaning so serena's correct it's an intergalactic <gasps> warrior joining gosh. a cro- cosmic Damn. cross figure Idiot. in a battle against a demonic 8-year-old girl and her pet hawk triple points wow yes
4: did he just win
1: no, no. Uh, no. no <laughs> oh, yeah. got got I I'm gonna of go. Oh, look, while I'm tabulating the scores, this movie did get a 79% rating from critics on but it was Rotten Tomatoes. A different
0: era than they used to give the percentage based on the
1: year the film came That's out. That's right, so. yes. <laughs> yeah, it all had to change. That was what the Millennium Bug was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like, after the year 2000, we don't know what we're gonna do. Uh, the audience only gave it, a, gave it a 43% rating, though. A review by David Ellis. Rich reads, perhaps the most fun you can have at a movie theatre without risking permanent brain damage.
4: That's funny.
1: Whereas Dorothy Woodend writes, The Visitor is a terrible film.
0: It was a different system then, though. The audience (laughs) had to give a film um, the percentage rating 36 years before. Yes, it was.
1: It was a (laughs) logistical nightmare back then.
4: Maths jokes. Maths jokes.
1: (laughs) All right, so the final scores are in... Fourth place, equal fourth place, it's Saran and Claire. Claire, where can people find your podcast? Probably on podcast apps. Just anywhere they
4: anywhere they got a podcast. And
1: it's, they just search I'm the worst or Claire I'm Hooper. I'm the worst
4: with Claire Hooper.
1: Too easy. Some of your recent guests?
4: Um, po Ling Yao did one recently, which wow. was a real fun one. I've got one. I don't like to burn. To, I don't know. I don't know who's going to have been on. Mm. By the time this comes out, of but got, um, lovely Robert Mills coming up soon. And, um Bet Goddard, you know AFLW coach, the head coach at oh, um, yeah. Hawthorne.
1: footy legend.
4: She really is, man. She was, she really, she really had me fumbling the ball because she's
1: so cool, calm, and collected. Yeah, I imagine.
4: And she was psyching me out. Yeah, loved it. I was there for it. <laughs> <you. laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, that's awesome. And Saran, where can people find you at the no, moment? No, I haven't been on Claire's podcast. No. You haven't? Yeah. Well, not in a release. Is that episode. what you were asking? No, I was asking, oh, where I can people it's find it's you? Siren. That's all right. Sorry. And Saran. Uh, but is oh, your you show. you can find me? Good, good tucker. tucker.
0: It's on SBS On Demand. Uh, features Matt Stewart. Uh, it plays a tra- care small but key role in that. Small but key role. And uh, I would say, yeah, not quite a cathedral role, but like a. Mm. more big, of a smooch.
1: Big a, a, smooch. Big, a smooch a small smooch a small smooch if that's even possible <laughs>
0: and we well, have yeah, great show we're travelling around Victoria different restaurants very fun so much Good
1: fun tunker. it was the most delicious job I've ever worked on uh, in second place on six points it's the house meaning right. out in front on eleven points it's the Alistair Tromblay virtual I mean I can't believe it I can't
2: believe it to actually win an episode <laughs> it's your first win yeah it, you know I wouldn't say first I'll say it's my win okay. this is, this gonna is be the it. win this is the win and we're can people find you out well as you know people can find me on the two and the think tank podcast with andy matthews where we come up with sketch ideas but i've recently just restarted uh, doing some episodes of shusher guided meditations so if anybody likes to be uh, shushed to sleep um you know with uh weird imagery or long lists um, people have said that it is tr- truly relaxing. You don't have a very soothing voice. Um, it, it could be. It may be. I'm not sure if I nailed it in the new episodes, but <laughs> you're drinking coffee and recording. I'm so
4: it. excited! I'm but I'm putting it in. I'm following. Yeah, Shusha
2: guided meditations. And so, uh, I've just re- released two new episodes: a, a long list and, a, and an imagery-based one based on uh, where somebody would get uh, the nickname Slick Rick from. Oh, yeah. And so, and and so, you know. Slipped I mean, in an oil slick in primary school. Could be that. Could have been that. Could have been, uh, you know, other things. Yes. So and many so options. Shusher guided meditations. Check it out. Oh, please. Hang
4: on. Can you please explain shush-, shush or
2: shush? Shusher. S-H-U-S-H-E-R.
4: Yeah. So I was shush-er. putting double O.
2: That's okay. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a common mistake. <laughs> I bet
4: it is. I've got you. <laughs> that's if it was,
2: was smusher guided meditations, I would spell smusher. So me
4: that reads Shusher.
2: Oh, Shusher. yeah, Shusher. Yeah. Is that a Canadian, maybe? Yeah, no, you're, you could be right. But there is a baby Shusher company um, so, is... out there. So for I can't I, I,
4: wait for, oh, can't wait for a for big, this. long road trip so I can just-
1: it Just doze off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying. Not quite take the bend. Yeah. Oh, grim. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be doing this podcast live in Brisbane uh, on the 2nd of September, as well as stand-up shows on the 2nd and 3rd with Dave Warnicky. And also doing his book cheat podcast on the 3rd. So if you're in Brisbane, grab tickets. They're available right now. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Please give us a five-star review if you want. And even if you don't, just give us a five-star review and tell your friends if you think you know anyone who might enjoy it. Please hang around for the outtakes. These three have said slanderous stuff that legally I can't put in the body of the episode. It's almost too funny. So I've put it at the end. And I think you'll love it. Check it out. Sounds like... How did you describe it, Claire? A fever dream. A fever dream. Hang around for the fever dream at the end. And cheers for tuning in to Who Knew It with Matt Stewart. Now that you know it, I've been Matt Stewart. Goodbye.
4: All right. Get ready to lose, everyone.
1: Ooh, I like that. (laughs) I I was
4: talking to myself, actually.
1: I think you might be three... Previous losers on the show. (laughs) Can you introduce us like that, please? (laughs) Maybe you've one of you've won. Has anyone won? Have any of you won before? No, but I've sometimes
2: really early on in the the episode, I feel like I'm going to win, and I get really cocky. You've you've led at points. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
0: took a few episodes before he scored at all. (laughs) (laughs) that's commitment to the game. Yeah, I think that was yeah. I think we don't we can't safely say where the drag queen's from in 2023.
2: Is that about all drag queens? Is that in
1: 2023 you can't say where they're from? No. Okay. Yeah, I know. Not that just a...
0: drag queens. I don't think anyone. I think you should, oh, you, you can't say where be, anybody's yeah, from no?
1: Pointing the finger. Okay. Mm. You can't say where anyone's from anymore. You shouldn't point to a place. Okay. That so, like, like if when I, I say
0: don't point the finger, that's what I
1: mean. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. We're ready. For, oh, I'm going to stop. That. Oh, why am I keeping asking if you're ready? No, I am I'm going to stop it. I'm going to assume you're ready. Yeah. Let me know if you're not. But this is one of the rare podcasts we
0: do actually have to...
1: Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Here's question number three. Oh
4: no! I've forgotten your passcode.
0: <laughs> We're not ready, Matt. <laughs>
3: yeah. You should have asked. <laughs> asked.
2: I went to primary school with a guy called Sock
1: Sock Sock. What? Anyway, I don't know why I told you that. It just popped into my that head. That feels out of the blue. <laughs> yeah, that was out of the blue. <laughs> I know Seren did say before, you're not allowed to say where people are from. <laughs> Was that okay? <laughs> to point out the I think yeah. once you get to
2: like really localize stuff, okay. it becomes more okay. Like if you say like the uh, the suburb or the, like their, uh, okay. their voting uh, region. Uh, right. Address. Uh, you can dox people. That's acceptable. Imagine yeah. <laughs> that. A demon duck. Imagine a demon duck. It is a wild looking duck. Well, I mean, that's, I guess the thing is that you, when you picture uh, demons, you know, the devil and and uh, his brethren. um
3: yeah, you don't never see that
2: many women demons. Is that me? Is that me? Is that just yeah. me? Yeah, is there what is there a different term for a lady seems, demon? Seems very toxic down there. Um, but um, you also don't see you only see kind of humanoid ones. You don't see like a duck demon and a pig demon and things like that, do you? Mm. Pig well, demon. I don't. I don't. I don't think dang.
4: they're. I don't think they're considered to have a soul yeah, right. and therefore.
2: What about like a re, like like Coco the gorilla, like you know the one that could talk.
0: We also oh, can't speak yeah. on behalf of pigs, what demons they're seeing.
4: Yeah, it may be that only we oh, only see we, the demons of our kind.
0: Oh, that.
2: great point. Yeah. yeah. So then you get you get a special- So when you die, you get a special kind of eye that allows you to only see things of your own species. Hmm. So you wouldn't see like-
1: Neanderthals down there well I don't know if you need a special kind of eye maybe it's just our current eyes right? we just keep our same you eyes you just keep your yeah, same so, eyes but
2: what about the eyes you leave behind up on earth you could keep the same well, don't you, you, it bring them with you I no mean, I know but I'm pretty sure you, you leave your body behind right oh no that's what they think No, you, keep, you, uh, could you
0: could keep scientists it. have never proved that uh, okay. you should know yeah yeah, yeah right you could keep the same rooms and um, microphones and
1: oh you get to bring your room you can keep it all oh yeah right yeah I'm gonna do this podcast when I'm dead oh nice can I do it when you die yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. My calendar is wide open. All right. The answer for question, the answers are in for question number three. Never apologize. I n- will never believe that statement. Okay. I will always apologize. As a big apologizer, I apologize for telling you. Thank not you so to. much. That's
2: true. That's true. We have kind of adopted that into our regular English oh, parlance. So,
1: parlez-vous français? Uh,
2: je parle un petit peu français. Uh,
1: Moi aussi. Euh, ah toi aussi
4: vraiment? Euh, j'apprends. Oh, euh, apprends? Ouais. Le français.
2: Ouais.
4: Euh, en sur Duolingo. Sur
2: Duolingo ouais. Duolingo oui, c'est sur, c'est espagnol je pense. Ouais. Duolingo je pense c'est espagnol. Es- oui. Ouais espagnol c'est duolingo. Lingo.
1: C'est <rire> Serène, parlez-vous français? Yep. <coughs> um, <coughs>
4: Can you cut out the bits where I talked about French? No, asshole. I'm
1: really loving it. Oh yeah. Okay. I can, but I, I also.
4: I I actually don't care. Won't listen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Be so wild to listen. Can't get wait to get home and listen to myself again. <laughs> I have to when I edit it. Yeah. yeah. I would love not to. Can
4: I? Ju- we should swap pods. We That's should edit a great each other idea. so you don't have to. Because I did a whole bunch in a in one day, and then I took a couple of weeks off and I came back this week and I was like, this is horrific. It's
1: so rough.
0: Do
4: you just keep muttering, shut
0: up, yes. shut up,
4: shut up? Yes. Yeah. So
0: you don't like the guests
1: you have on?
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a, there's a clip, I think, going around TikTok and stuff mm-hmm. of all these different French words that basically sound the same and then they play it as a sentence oh, yeah. and is. It, it sounds like, Ton, 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 ton. There
2: is in, in Quebec there is a word for breasts, which is téton.
1: Taton. Probably in there t-tong. as well.
2: T-tong. So that's only from Quebec. Well, I'm not sure. I think it must be French titties, essentially. Um. T-tong, des t-tong. It's just it's a very it's it's a very Quebecy sounding okay, word. Yeah. Um, very Quebecy. Quebecy. I don't think they say Quebecy in Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't <laughs> You're still oh, riding it. Oh my <laughs> god, Quebecy! Look <laughs> at her French.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Quebecy
1: with the good hair. I yeah. um, need a top up.
4: Sure. It's weird to hear you off mic with yeah. the headphones on. Sorry. It's like you don't really exactly. exist anymore. <laughs>
3: All right.
1: No pressure. Thank you.
0: Oh yeah, it does feel disembodied.
1: Mm. How French is Montreal? Would you get away with English there? Are y-
2: you definitely can, but I think people like it, and they, and a lot of French, things, a lot of Canadians
1: like a well. They're not snooty types, are
2: they? Hey, they're not snooty. Well, there's some some might be, but I, <laughs> you know, I look. I can't speak for everybody. You know what?
4: There's snoots everywhere.
2: <laughs> there are, you know, snooting is an, is, is an <laughs> international, international thing. Language. You, you know, two non-snoots can give birth to a snoot. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's 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 <laughs> it's not like eye color. <laughs> Um, and uh, yes but you know I think I think it's just like and there's a like there's a very French uh, strong kind of provincial government there that are pushing for more laws for more things to be kind of French oh yeah that's cool yeah I like that too
4: Everyone whoever recognises me on the street, the number of compliments I've got for have you been paying attention. Have I done it ever? Never. Never have I done Uh, it. And I started, you know, I used to say I haven't done it. And they'd be like, that's where I saw you. And then they'd walk (laughs) off and I'd get on my plane. So now I just (laughs) go, thank you. Yeah.
1: I just missed it all because I was thinking of Claire's great podcast, I'm the worst. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, She's only been out for a couple of months, but, geez, it's doing great things. I've heard changing the podcast game forever.
4: Oh, now I feel like you're making fun of me.
1: That's not true. That's not true. I never make fun of anyone. He's it's using this the upper um,
4: job? He's
2: using, he's using humor to bring attention to your podcast.
4: Thank you, then.
1: And drive listeners towards it. I will. If anyone needs <laughs> a lift. Yeah. I'll take her butt right there. <laughs> 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 Yeah, like I play the game kind of like you. I don't want anyone to guess my answers. <laughs> what? I do. wanna just want to. That's you know, not how I just play. Just want to have
3: a little fun. I'm <laughs> 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 um, oh, oh fuck you. I'm oh <laughs> <laughs> you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I purposely make mine
1: <laughs> obviously ter- terrible. So, that, that, yeah, sorry. that was good. <laughs> That's why I've been cutting out stuff and doing this lengthy outtakes at the end. Feels so like a fever Yeah, thing. it's not actually the end. Just a
4: bit of feedback? Yeah, yeah. Feels like a fever Okay, feedback. it's too
1: crazy at the end, is it? <laughs> yeah. Some people say they love it, but yeah, I'm like... Yeah.
4: I guess they can turn it
1: off if they, but I listen to podcasts going to sleep. So I can imagine what, like my dreams just getting fucked up by all these weird outtakes. (laughs) Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.